All right, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Matt. I'm here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. Pastor Todd. Yep. And we are so excited that Tara is with us on this episode. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Word. So excited. So uh, we'll talk about Tara and her story in a little bit. Um, We're excited for you to join us. But right now, Tara just got everybody kicked. Uh, We were talking about the Enneagram. Is that how you say it, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. You like, you're in love with this. I love the Enneagram. (laughs) You all should take the Enneagram test right now. (laughs) I I have taken an Enneagram test. And yes, I came back a type four wing three. So, and I don't want to say that it's accurate, but it's pretty accurate. My yeah. friends in college, they were like worshiping this. Like when I was at one of the weddings, they were like, Matt, like, what do you think they are? You are. Their eyes got so wide and they're like, I they're bet like, you did. No, take I the test, Matt. Like, it's so great. So <laughs> I was like kind of turned off. I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a one though from what they were describing. Oh, okay. Just like rules. Like, yeah, the perfect, they say the perfectionist is, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. a structure. Like, if you don't have the rules, like, you don't know what to do. That sounds like me. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm taking it right now, so I don't know what I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope this turns out where it's not going to crush my (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem. No, but see, the thing I I think about the Enneagram is that it, it, again, it's supposed to kind of give you a little bit of an overview of who you are and then also say, here's how you can improve some of the things that would be considered your flaws. So it's like a little bit different in the sense it's like, it's aiding you and then also equipping you in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, but yeah. So my friend was saying that it helps like in, I was like, how does this help you in church? He's like, well, if you know like this person's personality type, like it can help you. This is like their strengths and weaknesses or what they need to feel, you know, important or, mm-hmm. you know, needed or whatever. I was like, okay, right, I guess if you think it helps, apparently it's from like the seventies or eighties, but it's now just become really popular. You know what I'm saying? Throwing it back for the old school. So get this. It says there's, Anygram, like little Instagram accounts. And there's one, it says when a plane crashes on an island, this is what each of us would do. So for me, I'm a two. So I'm aware of everything that needs to happen and be done and is actively making sure that it happens because I care about people too much and I don't think about myself. That's that's my downfall, but there's some good parts. And then you said you're a one. I think. So you keep everyone alive by sanitizing everything, potentially. <laughs> so that's you. Four, plays music and reads out loud to us to help us, to help us remind us that we are human. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, sure, And why not? you are, Pastor Todd, the unofficial grief counselor and conflict resolver. Yo, that's... <laughs> okay, yeah, that's accurate. That's, oh, yes. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll buy that one. I'll, I'll, make, the, uh, I'll make the awkward joke, yeah, yeah, you know? Yes. Be like, no, I think what he's saying mm-hmm. is... <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Wow. <laughs> so I don't have to finish this test now, right? <laughs> we figured Done. it out. Dunzo. Dunskis. All right. Well, I did see it posted on Instagram on somebody I'm friends with. They said it had demonic roots. Whoops. So I don't know. Maybe we have to wow. not do any of this. <laughs> okay. Don't count it. Mm. All right. Well, Jesus. That's uh, not real. Forgive me. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Happy all right. Lord. No, let's talk. So Tara, I, uh, we're really excited that you're here. Um, why don't you tell us really quick like who you are? There's probably some people who don't really know. You're obviously coming from this church, but give us a little background. This is true. Well, my name is Tara, in case you haven't heard, mm-hmm. and I am a missionary associate to Paraguay, which is located in South America, and it's a small little country nestled in the center of the country. It's called the heart of South America. Pretty mm. great. 
But right now I am at a language school in Costa Rica. And so I'm just preparing to, to get to Paraguay. And that means that I have Spanish classes. I have missiology classes. Uh, every day a week uh, we have three to four classes. And we have ministry opportunities. And it's just pretty, pretty great. Cool. Pretty great. Lit. Loving it been following your stuff on instagram so yeah posting some cool things yeah i gotta get more of a presence on social media <laughs> i don't know how to do that uh, how about doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is great Look guys at that. wait just One a cool step. uh connection with me and tara too was uh actually that wedding i was just referencing mm-hmm. i was there as my friend from college and his parents i knew were missionaries mm-hmm. uh like he was missionaries in mexico growing up so i was like oh what do you what do your parents do now and he was like, oh, they run the language school in Costa Rica. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Like, do they know Tara? He's like, yeah, I think so. So I talked to him. And so you know them really well. Yeah, like, they sent me a little selfie, both yeah. of them together. Nice. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, That's you probably know them better than I do. I just was Yeah, like, they're oh, awesome. You know they're Tara? They're great. Okay. Shout out to, to Mike and Alona. Shout out. That's legit. I so think cool. just another thing that I think is kind of dope, just – um, to kind of put that out there, put this out there, but um, Tara is also a product of our church. Like it, she's a former student of ours, um, grown up in our youth ministry, and is now uh, a missionary associate, getting ready to go to Paraguay. And our students who support Speed the Light, obviously, it's a big deal. Like to see their money every year <clears throat> as we donate to speed the light uh go go to impact these different countries mm-hmm. now there's a little bit more of a personal attachment because somebody from our own church from our own youth group is now getting ready to head out into the mission field and see some of the residuals of that and so that's also pretty dope just uh, uh give a yeah. little shout out to the what i, I guess you, you would call it the 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 fruit of this church which Absolutely. is pretty amazing that's pretty awesome to For kind sure. of celebrate so yeah, missions is so important at this church, and that comes from the top down. Pastor mm-hmm. Jeff really, uh, you know, believes in that, and this church gives, and so it's really cool to see like you can cond- continue to pursue what God's put in your heart in that way. Yeah, coming from the church, so that's cool. So what's what's the update? You're in language school. Yeah. How long do you have left? I have four months left. So shooting for April 24th as my graduation date. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's been incredible to be surrounded by missionaries that are also going to Latin America. And I just loved it. Um, I think something that's really cool that's been happening is I was able to work with this program that's called Chicas de, de la Promesa, Girls of the Promise. And it's an after school program for girls that are, it's a pretty impoverished area. And so they go there after and they they have an opportunity to have something to do rather than just be hanging out on the streets. Uh, and it was really great. I, we, we had the chance to, I had the chance to run one of the, one of the little sessions or little after school programs. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and we talked about Samuel and his call to missions and they acted it out. It was really, it was really fun. Nice. We're all like laughing and oh, really cute. That's Fourth cool. Fourth and fifth grade girls. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's the so best. Dope. That's dope, man. So it's been cool because yeah. like, even though you're not in Paraguay yet, like yeah. it's cool what's been happening even in the country, mm-hmm. the ministry you're doing, the connections that you're making too exactly yeah cool okay so i heard you earlier talking to pastor jamal about how you went bungee jumping yeah i did wait what (laughs) i just uh it was this little cable car and they like bring you out to the middle of this valley and you're just hanging Mm -mm. in this cable Mm -mm. car (laughs) i don't know if i could do it and then they attach the bungee cord bungee cords to your feet so you have to dive into the world you just dive <laughs> dive into the world and you really feel like you're gonna die and then you're hanging in there. oh and then you ricochet back up so once you jump it like swings you back up into the air and then 
you go back down and then you spin for like feels like an hour so after that i did throw up sorry, oh to, sorry to let you all know that i probably will never do it again but it was a great experience that's you know what tara i gotta say you have had some of the coolest experiences <laughs> in life yeah okay you always have these awesome stories <laughs> I am not bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to live vicariously through you. Yes. You go, girl. You know, that sounds fun <laughs> for you. That's, That's funny. Would you recommend it? Um, Don't eat before you do it. <laughs> That's what I recommend. <laughs> I feel like that's a logical thought, but you know what? Yes. Some people need to be told, hey, man, yeah. before you hang upside down, like, don't eat food, you know? Like, no. don't consume anything don't do it. because it will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Your body will be going in lots of different directions <laughs> and shapes. Yeah. As I used to. Oh. Only the brave. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a challenge. You say if you eat something and then bungee oh, no. jump and then keep it down, it's a challenge. There you go. There you go. I feel like it's a challenge to discover if you truly are a Christian. Like, what? What are you gonna say if this was your last <laughs> moments as you're going down? You're like, Jesus, I love you. Okay, I'm Christian. I'm good. I survived. It's like oh. a test. Yeah, that's true. That's what <laughs> it is. Sermon illustration. Yeah. Maybe there one day someone would go. say. <laughs> So what did you say on the way down, Tara? Uh, <laughs> did you I discover actually have a you were video saved? of me like she screamed. My, uh, <laughs> this is like a little camera, and so it's looking at my face, and I just I yelled a lot, and then for about like three minutes, I'm like I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna throw up, but I didn't do it while I was hanging there because that would have been quite dangerous. Oh man, that <laughs> oh now God. that's a GoPro breathe. video. <laughs> that GoPro that video. You have to put that on YouTube. Yo, would have yeah. been fire. <laughs> And I felt like I also wanted to narrate what was happening rather than just hang there and look at the camera. So I'm just like explaining what I see <laughs> and how the world's spinning. Okay. Well, there you go. That's it. Nice. Oh. Well, speaking of valleys. Whoa. <laughs> see that segue? Whoa. You okay. see that segue see right that. there? <laughs> um, we've been in a series, uh, God With Us, and we've been talking about um, God being with us in the midst of the valley, mm-hmm. uh, God being with us in the midst of the desert. Uh, and this past Sunday, uh, Pastor Matt got an opportunity uh, to, to share uh, God with us in the storms. So, um, Pastor Matt, you want to just kind of uh, break down a little bit for us, just kind of what you kind of uh, went through in, the, in that message real quick. And then we got some questions that probably want to ask and just kind of have some conversation about some of the things because I think I took some notes. I think Pastor yeah. Todd took some notes. And so we want to just kind of unpack. And obviously, since Terry, you were there, you you get to get uh, in on this as well and ask a couple yeah. of different questions of uh, Pastor Matt. And we'll have a little bit of a breakdown. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So and uh, we started with week one. Um, God is with us in the valley. And you said that um, we can enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we experience him in the valley. And week two was in the desert that it's not about where you are, but whose you are. And um, I thought that was really good. So we said in week three for the storm, I'd say if there's one thing to remember, we said that real peace isn't found in the absence of a storm, but in the presence of Jesus. And I kind of opened up saying that, like, nobody really likes being in a storm. We talked about Hurricane Sandy because that was a big deal for us here in New Jersey. And um, we talked about different responses we have to storms. We can panic, um, blame God, maybe give up hope. And then we read from Acts 27, we looked at um, Paul's response when he was in the middle of a storm. And so we said, like, never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Um, He knew that God had him on a mission. Like, there was an angel that came to him and said, like, hey, you know, you're going to appear before Caesar. And so that's something I said, like, if you're not dead, God's not done. You can find peace and purpose in the storm. And so we can place our faith not in what you see. And we kind of added not in what you feel, but 
in what God says. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think uh, what, what I thought was actually pretty interesting is when you started off your message and you were like, how many guys remember Hurricane Sandy? You know, like that was kind of like in my brain, I'm like, oh, triggered. Like, you know, that because that did not go well, like for a lot of people here mm-hmm. in Jersey, like a lot yeah. of people were affected, like on a very deep level. And so I felt like immediately the connection was like it was there. Like people know what that's like to go through a storm. And then I also thought what was pretty dope is uh, you talked about some specific storms like people that uh, people go through. And uh, I think you were talking that the thing that I wrote down that I thought was really dope is you, I guess, and Pastor Jeff were having a conversation. And Pastor Jeff made mention that um, in today's day and age, you get an alert on your phone, yeah, you know, that yeah. you're that there's a storm happening like, hey, flash for- flood warning or, you know, like, hey, a blizzard is coming. And then you made mention of how like you don't get that type of warning when we're talking about the storms of like life, like depression. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that, that was a, that came from pastor Jeff. We were talking about it and mm-hmm. he said that he's like, you know, I was just thinking like you get this on your phone, but he's like, a lot of times you just get a phone call and that's it. Now you're in a storm. Yeah. You have to deal with it now. And I was like, that's so true. That's yeah. what it's like, you know? And I thought, I saw, so I thought that that those visuals alone were just, I thought phenomenal. So I thought, when you when you put that on display and, and and started off your message that way, I was like, oh, he's got the entire room because mm-hmm. it's super relatable. And then you're talking about this very real truth that you, while you would like to be prepared for the storms of life, oftentimes you're not. Yeah, you're not. They just come out of nowhere. And I think you know, Pastor Todd, you spoke about this, you know, a little bit in our last podcast mm-hmm. about um, the journey that you and your family have been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, or that you guys went through um yeah yeah and even like within that too it's it's like last week getting a text message from staff saying oh look i hurt my ankle like that was the last thing i was expecting i'm like we're done with thanksgiving i'm putting up the christmas lights and now i'm taking my wife to the emergency room (laughs) like that was but that's but that's an absolute thing like you don't think to yourself okay what bad thing is going to happen today you know, you're just going through life. And then when those calls come, when those text messages come or whatever, it really kind of like knocks you off, yeah. off mm-hmm. balance, knocks you off. And then you're like, OK, wait, wh- what am I going to do now? You, you know, like, yeah. you know, and your mind starts spinning out. And you, you feel. Know? Yeah. And you feel out of control and which yeah. you talked about also too, Pastor Matt, the responses uh yeah. to the storm. Right. You talked about like sometimes people respond in panic mm-hmm. if you guys were to kind of rate yourself and you say this is how i respond to a storm how would you say what's your go-to response in the midst of a storm like no disrespect but like we all know at some point we come back to jesus obviously but what's your carnal (laughs) what's your what's your carnal response to a storm a storm you think yeah i think um it it could be panic for me but a lot of times rebecca and i like joke like what one person is the other one doesn't do so like Mm -hmm. if rebecca's panicking easy for me to not panic sure it's gonna be fine if she doesn't care i'm freaking yeah 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 yeah. but so then the other one would be maybe not blame god but i talked about how when we think about how god can control it Mm -hmm. then you start to look at yourself so i feel like that would be me like okay so this is my fault Mm. i caused this or god is trying to do this right now he's like punishing me or like that would be my like instant first thought yeah when something like that happens yeah what about you tara yeah same thing panic for sure i like to have things (laughs) planned out and i worry about all these silly things. So yeah, and then I blame myself because can't blame God, right? No, just kidding. You totally can. But <laughs> I, I blame myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had yeah. to be something that I did, right, mm-hmm. to cause this, which isn't the case. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, th- I think for myself, it is panic internally. I don't know that I always like say that. Verbalize it. Because sometimes yeah. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, we're gonna, we'll just do whatever we gotta do. But inside I'm like, really? Now? Now <laughs> we're gonna do this? Like, yeah. you know, so it, it is panic. And it, it, it's sometimes even like this sense of like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this right now, mm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think my default is to uh, give up hope. Because I feel like that's easier, right? Because then I'm like, oh, well, it is what it is. You know, like it just kind of, <laughs> yeah. but it is kind of, it is a little, that's a little doomy and gloomy. <laughs> you like give up hope. You Beatles playing in the background. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know, like that's kind of like the vibe that I get sometimes. Uh, and I have to kind of put that, I have to put that in check and, and remember what Pastor Jeff said even last week, whose I am, right? And yeah. go back to that yeah. default setting of saying, all right, well, you know what? As a child of God, that does not mean that I am, uh, you know, immune to storms, yes. right? Like, because yeah. yeah, I think sometimes there are some people who believe that, right? I've come into relationship with Jesus Christ, therefore, life is now bubbles and ponies, and yeah. and you know, and I will never see trouble. Um, and you know, somebody came up to me after church saying that they were like, "Oh, I'm glad." I talked about like sometimes somebody may even say to you, "Well, it's because you don't have enough faith. That's why you're dealing with this." And I, I don't know if I've maybe I've had somebody that. say that to me, but it <laughs> hasn't not, bothered I'm never, me. I'm never a fan of I'm like, never I don't believe that. that. Yeah. But uh, somebody came up to me after church and was like, I'm really glad that you said that because I believed that for a long time. And I was like, wow. And he, he's like, it, even now, it's still, you know, when you used to think that way, right. it's hard to kind of fight that mentality. But he's like, so that was helpful for me that you said that. And it's tough because I think people mean well. They're trying to yes. encourage you yeah. and they're trying to come up and say, Hey, it's gonna be all right, you know, you know, or whatever. But even it's tough when Jesus says, "Hey, man, trouble's coming." Like you know, like it's yeah. it's tough when Scripture says, and in fact, Jesus Himself says, "Listen, you're going to experience trouble in this world." Like it's yeah. it's hard to dismiss that. And I think that what you did on Sunday was you kind of brought light to that, saying, "Hey, listen, guys, we're we're not." immune to these things we can experience these things but the key is that we should never uh we should never forget who is with us in the midst of the storm and i thought that your story about your bible club bro i was like yo son like that's it like you know what i'm saying like if like in my mind like I just picture like <laughs> I picture you standing there and you kind of were just like like nodding your head kind of <laughs> like yeah okay like in in me in my mind I'm like I feel like somebody should be behind Pastor Matt in that scene, like, yeah, son. Now what, son? Yeah, talk that talk, son. We got the principal with his kid. Like, like, what's That's good, awesome. son? What, what you want to do, huh? What you want to do, Mrs. I don't remember her name, but like, we won't. Say, we won't, we don't have to say her name yet. But like, yo, what you want to do? We got the principal on our team now. What you got on your butt? But um, but for people who maybe like haven't gone and heard the story, you know, you should definitely check out Pastor uh, Matt's sermon from uh, yesterday, yeah. and so you can get a little bit of a uh, feel for that story but um, um, just the idea that when we're going through something and we have someone who is of authority yeah. right on our side the whole entire playing field shifts I thought that was pretty dope when you brought that up yeah when you know who's with you it doesn't mean that you're not going through something but just knowing yeah the authority of the person with you who has your back it just changes how you perceive it now and even like we said with a storm, you know, you know that things are not going to stay this way. The weather's going to equal out. It's going to mm-hmm. end. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, whatever. So if you know 
somebody has your back, you know who's with you, you know somebody's in control of the situation. Even though I don't want to be in this right now, I know that we're going to make it out okay because of who's with me. That uh, That's what it's all about. If yeah. this person wasn't with me, if the principal didn't have my back in that mm-hmm. story, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know, maybe you know things would have changed or whatever. And so that's a huge deal. It's about who's with you. And oh, Sorry, go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, I was just going to say, and it reminds me a lot of just talking like that about Joshua. And God continually said to Joshua, don't be afraid, don't be afraid because I'm going with you. Yeah. Don't be afraid because I go before you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that same idea, like, where does our security come in when we're going through the storm? Well, it's not about what's going on around us. It's the fact that God as a father is saying, listen, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's not even like this harsh command, like, hey, stop it. Yeah. You know, do better. <laughs> it's not yeah. that. It, yeah. It's more like. Hey, it's okay. I got this because I'm with you with that. Yeah. You know, even even with the idea of your principal, your principal is like, wait, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm with you on this. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And it's it's not just a a com, uh, like a command. Don't be afraid, but it's 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 comfort. Mm. Yeah, and I think maybe too, if if you've been a Christian for a period of time, like we can think, okay, like I know God is with me. But when you think of trying to get through a storm or a situation, you think, okay, so now that I'm a Christian, I should be able to muster up the strength to get through this. Like, or at least that's how I would feel. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, right. God's given me the tools to succeed. So let me go. But it's not, it's not, Hey, I, it's not just that, Hey, I've given you the tools. It's I am with you. Right. That's why you don't have to fear because I'm with you. So the trust isn't in yourself. Right. The trust is in me or, you know, right. God. Yeah. And I think, so <clears throat> when you were talking, when you, shared yesterday you brought up uh acts chapter 27 with paul um and that whole context you, br- you gave, gave a pretty good breakdown in uh in the message uh, on sunday uh and you put out this this uh quote you said never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of god yeah. and i thought we could have just went home right there that was that it was, i was like was okay it's yeah. 11 o'clock well, you know what i'm saying we ain't even got really into anything yet but you know what we can go home on that that's the yeah. that's yeah. the hammer right there so yeah. i thought that was great it's um, not, not original with me but it was, no but i yeah. thought it was fire i was it like was, them flames right there flame emojis you know so you know like if people are you know streaming online they're like flame emojis you know that's the part where you know they uh, throw out their amen and what i thought was also interesting because because even though that was one of that was one of your like um texts that you use one of the other things that you brought up and i thought that this was i i was like oh my goodness my bible nerd started to kind of like peek out a little bit you started to talk about jesus uh calming the storm and being with the disciples on the boat and you kind of like br- like breeze past it real quick but you made mention of the context of that story is Jesus being highlighted as greater than all of these scenarios. So yeah. it was the storm, which was nature. Yeah. It was death. It was sickness. And it was all of these things that you that you see in context leading up. And this is the stuff that makes me so excited because sometimes yeah. we read yeah. stories in the Bible and we're like, oh, this is a standalone story. That's yeah, isolated. Isolated yeah. it's moment. It's devotional yeah. for me. Right. Like yeah. a devotional thought. But like clearly clearly the authors had different intentions he's trying to he's trying to articulate jesus is greater here he's greater here he's greater here he's going to continue to be greater and like Absolutely. i thought that that was phenomenal when you yeah. brought that up i was like bro that's the stuff right there yeah. because in my mind as pastors we want our people to read the word of god we want them to feel like they can engage the word of god and seeing it on 
different levels and different wavelengths and the depths that it can take you to me allows for people to kind of like just be even further cemented yeah in their faith yeah and i think it's important like you know right i think most of us we're probably all sitting around here kind of like bible nerds in that way you like <laughs> studying the bible in that way but i think it's important to break out of those habits i even listened to a podcast uh last week about like bible translations and mm -hmm. everyone if you're um if you only speak one language so tara you probably now have broken out of this but like mm -hmm. um like you you can get hung up on like which translation is the best even yeah. and yeah. they're like that's such a one language problem like if you speak multiple languages you know that you can't do that and so he was saying break out of your mold read a translation for two years get a different one and mm. just read that one and stop don't be so like good. so such a slave to one and so mm. so same thing with the stories i'm thinking like okay we you, if you know the story of Jesus calming the storm or you know this, it's like, well, break out of the mold and see kind of the bigger picture. Just it's important for us if, if you if you read the Bible to be, you know, doing that. So, mm -hmm. so going back to our Acts passage, um, you talked about uh, you had this quote. You said the storm could take the ship, but it won't take you. Can you just like unpack that a little bit more? I think that that's. Yeah, like that's a that's another hammer. He has some hammers out there. I was like, my man throwing hammers. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's like I guess it's just symbolic, right? Like that. Even though in the middle of a storm, in this story, they had a shipwreck, mm -hmm. so the ship went down. And I mean, they were they wanted to sail to Rome. They end up, uh, they got on an island, right? And um, what's it called, Malta? That's mm -hmm. the island they land on. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of changes the journey. And so for us, it's the same thing. Um, even like what you were saying, Pastor Todd. Like you don't wake up thinking about all right which storm am i going to get today on the phone so when you when you get one um things may not go the way you think they're going to go mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's the end or god can't use it in fact it may even bring you in a place that you weren't expecting to go but it's even better now or god wants to do something even greater that you didn't expect and so i said i think it's true they still were shipwrecked they still yep. lost something uh, maybe you're in a financial hurricane right now and the bills are piling up. I'm not saying like, oh, God's with you. So they all just go away all of a sudden. Right, like right. sometimes it does mean you have to hang in and stay in this job longer than you wanted. Maybe you lost your job. Oh, God loves you. It doesn't make the sting of losing your job any easier. <laughs> right, right. You have to go get another job now and make some money. But um, God is still, I always think of Romans 8, 28. God's able to use all things to mm -hmm. the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So even if you've lost your job, even if the bills are piling up, Maybe you have to hang in there, get a different job, but God is still able to use that. In fact, maybe he can use it even better than if everything just went the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. I, so one thing, one thought that also came to my mind when you, when you talked about that, um, there are, I think, a lot of people who go through storms. They think to themselves, oh, what, you know, if I make God angry, like, what have I done? Mm -hmm. uh, and then this idea of, almost like i mean it is what it is but idolatry of mm -hmm. you know falling more in love with the ship than the journey that god is taking them on yeah. and i think sometimes people get stuck they're like but no this is you know this ship right here this is what i i need this yeah. and god's like no what you need is actually this journey and i'm using this storm <laughs> to yeah. wreck this ship to to destroy this idol so that you can remember what it's like to depend on me yeah. bro i'm like geez this is when so yeah. I, when you said that i was like bro he out here throwing hammers <laughs> bro like he's coming to destroy all of your misconceptions but i think that that's what sometimes in christianity christianity we get caught up in traditions and ideologies and we forget about the theological truths that have stood 
century millennia right like have stood for millennia and i think we just need to get back to some of that stuff so when you were bringing that up sunday i'm like oh yeah come on and well when when i think about what you said in week one this reminds me of that like um that god will take you through the valley sometimes it's because he's just trying to get you to the other side Mm -hmm. go from a to b and so you got to go through it sometimes he's trying to teach something or even thinking about now the ship sort of like analogy Mm -hmm. that like Maybe God is trying to bring to your attention, like, hey, yeah, maybe I have worshipped this ship or the vehicle yep. that God has given me, yep. and I actually, I've taken more comfort in that, and God's Ooh. just saying, hey, can you please, like, get it together? I yeah. need you to trust me. Like, you know, it's not revealed in your heart. I think of when I first started here, Pastor Jeff was talking about how we have um, sin that we don't know of, like, nobody knows about, and maybe mm-hmm. we don't know about either. Mm-hmm. You talked about the Jahari window, yeah. and I think of that, mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe it's a storm or a different a valley experience where God's like, hey, by the way, you didn't know about this, but I, we need to talk about Let's this. Let's talk we about need to, it. We need to clean <laughs> this up. Let's talk about it. And it's because I have better for you. I don't yeah. want you to be held back by this. Yeah. You know? That's facts. Yeah. That's major facts, my guy. Um, sorry, you were going to say something? Pastor? Yeah, you would. No, no I, I've been having a lot of thoughts, and even as we're talking about this, and I'm looking at some of our notes here that we had, it, it, why is it so easy to forget about like God's presence in the storm and, and especially when the, the boat's getting rocked and we're looking at that. And I think sometimes it's because the boat sometimes feels a whole lot more real mm, Yeah, because good. we can touch it yeah, and we can feel it yeah, and we can stand on it. And, and sometimes we forget about, you know, even wrapping around to what you were talking about earlier, like here's all the things God did. And then in the middle of all that is the story of, of Paul on the shipwreck or I'm sorry, not Paul on the shipwreck, but the disciples the, on the boat. Yeah, the crossing. disciples on yeah. the boat. Sorry, and then you know, and the whole point is that they're all connected. But it's sometimes it's so easy for us to forget about all the other stories and only see the storm mm. because the storm is what we see and yep. what we touch and what we feel, and we can feel the rain on our faces. But just because those are the things that seem tangible. Mm. That doesn't mean that God's not at work in them. Right. You know what I mean? But it is easy to say, well, this is the tangible thing, so this is the reality in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, wrapping all up all together, I think what's hard is almost like a discipline to say, okay, here's what's happening in the physical, what I can see and touch, but what might God be doing in the spiritual? Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to and trying to look through a different perspective other than just what feels real you know what i mean what we can sense or or touch and i I think sometimes that can bring us to the storm because we remember there's something greater than just what's happening in front of me and and i think too yes pastor matt also kind of brought these two things together really really nicely when you were saying um you could find peace and purpose in the storm Mm -hmm. you know just that idea of like hey you know what this vehicle yeah you may be a little too attached to that but i have greater for you I have your purpose, which is way better and way bigger than this vehicle that seems tangible in this moment. And then the other thing was you said real peace is not the absence of a storm. Real peace is found in the presence of Jesus. That is. That's it. Like (laughs) like that. That's really it. Like it's you're like you're going to go through those storms. Yeah. But the fact that you have the son of God with you should give you peace yeah it should i think like a lot of times uh we can come to church and and we view it like god is you know god can you help me to get through this storm like again he's just he's here to help me or i don't want to be dealing with this so god just help me get through it and um and yeah so i well i think 
you can have peace in the storm, but you can also have purpose in the storm. Mm-hmm. In fact, like don't miss that there may be purpose yeah. in the storm. And and yeah, and then there are real pieces in the presence of Jesus. Yeah. Like again, a lot of times maybe we're coming to church thinking like, God, I, I'm dealing with all this outside of church. I'm 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 here hoping you can give me strength because I don't want to deal with this anymore. And and maybe that's true. And God can give you strength for those things. But I think it's important to know that it's it's not a there's going to be another storm that we come. Or I, yeah. I talked to somebody who was like. They said, I'm, I'm in all three right now. <laughs> like, it's someone else's fault. It's yeah. my fault. And it's God's fault. There's like a bunch. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm like, e. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you respond? To, like, I'd, I would have been like, oh, that's that's tough, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, and you know what, though? I, I, in moments like that, when people come and they say, all right, you know what? I'm in, you know, I'm experiencing this kind of like uh, smattering of all of these things, you know, like, um, there has to be at least for us as believers some sort of anchor in the midst of all of that because mm-hmm. y- you can easily get caught up in the waves of life and feel like you're just overwhelmed and you're drowning mm-hmm. yeah. um you need an anchor you need something solid and i think pastor todd you even mentioned this um last last podcast about uh again just going back to that idea of the journey with that you and your wife went through with her um diagnosis and just saying you kept coming up against all of these things it's going to be all right babe you know it's going to be good because the doctor's report's going to come like this and you said i was starting to run out like you're starting to run out of like 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 answers for that and then you guys had to come to a place where you were like well this is the anchor this is where we need to lock in and actually i think sometimes that's exactly where God wants us to be. Mm. Because when we run out of our own answers. Talk about it. Oh, man. Then <laughs> Talk about then it. Then <laughs> where do else do we have to go and rely on? Well, yeah. not me anymore. Right. But now my dependency becomes God because I have nothing else in those moments. And uh, I think... I'm not saying that God's going to rip everything away from you because God just wants to teach you a lesson because I don't necessarily, because there, there's something harsh about that, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not always sure touches the heart of what God is. I mm-hmm. think God's heart is for you to know him more. Yeah. So sometimes he lets us get to those places where nothing, nothing else can get us through it, especially not ourselves. Mm-hmm. It comes to a point where like, okay, God, you are the one. You know, and I think that's that is kind of what God's desire is for us to depend upon him more. Like sometimes we think, oh, I'm a great Christian because I can handle this. You know, I have good biblical answers. I have, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm spiritual. I pray and I'm praying through this. But sometimes I think God's like, okay, but you're still focusing on you handling it. I want you to come to the point where like you're depending upon me and I'll handle it with you yeah that's that's why i said earlier like i think god if god's going to address something in our life it's because it's like it's not just i feel like i grew up in church and and i was actually talking to pastor jeff about this this morning like it's not just a guilt thing like oh this is in your life all right well we got it all right burn like Mm. i don't i think he's he's trying to help us to become better to become more like him don't be limited by this and maybe this is the way Mm -hmm. that he's going to reveal it in our lives or whatever i think of like um if you're working out and you're you know you're uh, working out your muscles, like you experience that pain, but it's because now that muscle's stronger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's not just like, yeah. God's not just trying to twist your arm because he's just trying to twist your arm and like, well, you should get used to it. I'm God and you know, you're you're not. Like, yeah, yeah. it's right. like, no, this is actually making you better. I know it's uncomfortable right now, but hang on a little tighter. Like, all right, let's get this plank to, you know, 
a minute and a half, you're going to do way better. Like, I, yeah. that's, I just like, kinda, it, no, that makes that, sense. And, and if I just want to throw in there too, like within all that th- process, um, the one thing I think we can really count on with, with all that is God's going to do what he needs to do to have the glory. Yeah. So in some of the situations, God's bringing us through those things and we can trust that God's going to bring us through those things because when we're through and we're like, look what God has done, it's going to bring him glory. Oh yeah. yeah. Y- you know what I mean? And so, so even if we are kind of like doubting, like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is God, what does God want from me from this? Well, you can always count on the fact that God's going to want the glory. And so he's not going to leave us hanging out there to fall on our faces and it'd be like, well, where was God? No, God was act. God was bringing us through this. God was working in me because he is good and he is worthy of the glory that comes from him. Sometimes like doing that work within me, Yeah, you know, so we can count on that. And I think, I think <clears throat> going back to what pastor Matt was talking about on, on Sunday, just to kind of tie it, tie it back in, you threw out there too. You said, you know, you can't control many things, but you can control where you place your faith. And I think you, the, the way you said it was, um, don't place your faith in what you see, but place your faith in what God says. And I thought that that was so, so, so powerful. You know, Tara, I think you're kind of like a living example of that. You're going, leaving, you know, like leaving your, your, your comfortability of being here in America growing up, you know, and you're, you know, in a, culture that allows for kind of like for you to just be comfortable and live life and you felt in your heart God said hey I want you to go and so you know placing your faith in what he said over your life as opposed to like what you may have seen like I feel like that kind of speaks maybe a little bit to like your journey a little bit yeah for sure all this stuff guys the conviction is (laughs) I was just telling pastors and all before I like to be in control so I feel very out of control right now and I feel like in a constant state of transition and I think yesterday something like after we were talking about or after you know, we heard uh, Pastor Matt speak there was just so many things and one thing that God was like placing on my heart I was like praying like God I feel like there are no constants in my life mm. but God was like what what are you talking about like I am the constant so mm. just like being reminded of that like in the midst of I don't feel like I'm in a storm I feel like the waters are like a little a little rough and there might be something behind me like kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean like there's like some boats behind me <laughs> or like a storm ahead of me sure. but, like I feel like pretty good right now um but just being reminded that like God is my constant God is our constant yeah. even though we may not be able to see it like you were saying yeah so you just uh, said something that I thought is also pretty dope you kind of made mention to the fact that like uh you don't feel like you're maybe in a storm right now yeah. so a question that we can maybe want to ask is have you ever been in a place of no storms and does that give you peace being in a place of no <laughs> storms no no <laughs> hey, all right so you say okay. you say no because i feel like something's gonna come oh like, okay i don't want to be too i don't know i don't want to be too secure there's an angst there yeah okay for sure yeah all right mm-hmm. pastor todd what do you think uh, I think there have been times in my life when i haven't had storms and things have been going along pretty smoothly but honestly, even in those moments, sometimes you still can sometimes feel restless. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and there's not because the situation's going on around you, but it's kind of like, okay, things are going good. But like sometimes I want more than just things are going good. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and so there, I guess in one aspect, yeah, there's peace in the fact that like, oh, yeah, yeah, things are easy. Mm-hmm. But I think in the other aspect, sometimes I feel like, 
okay, things are easy, but like, God, I want, I want more of you. And maybe that should be stirring within me to -hmm. not be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, yeah, that, that makes sense. I understand that. I think, so I'm, I'm probably going to be controversial. No, not really. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, you know what? I do feel like if there are no storms in life, I do feel at peace. Maybe I'm wrong to like feel that, but like, I'm like, man, you know what? feels good. Waters are kind of just chill. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. And I think that there is, I don't know. I believe, I feel that there is a very real peace about not having storms going Mm -hmm. on in your life and, and feeling as if, you know what? dude things things are okay things mm-hmm. are good yeah. uh and i think that for a lot of people which is why i think this message resonates with people so much a lot of people do feel that way if there aren't storms all right cool at i'm i'm at peace and maybe because their lives have been just constant storms you know maybe they live you know lives of just like storm after storm after storm i'm not talking about like drama like like drama like you've yeah. like if we're talking about you cause this drama like you talking bad about people at your job like oh, I'm in a store. like oh these people I trying to come for me storms. they trying to take me no you keep talking about people in your job you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna reap that you're gonna you reap what you sell hey anyway um but like <laughs> but but just the idea of like hey you know what there's no storms i i do kind of feel at peace and maybe maybe i don't know maybe well, i'm I, weird i think that like i think that's I I would agree. Yeah. I feel like if there's no storms, there is a sense of peace. We, there's two thoughts I have. One is in Young Adults actually a couple weeks ago, we talked about peace mm-hmm. and how peace is not just the absence of war or the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of like a wholeness. Mm-hmm. And so I do think on one in one sense, well, even if there's no storms, it doesn't mean you are at peace. But I hear what you're saying, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, no, I feel good. like that resonates with me. It's like, yeah, I do feel at peace. Yeah. And I think of what you – this is the other thing I was going to say, what you were just saying mm-hmm. – Tara about like um like there's no constant in my life but God is saying I am the constant in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that is the period of uh, of life that you're in right now like mm-hmm. you're in a transition time there's going to be another time where maybe you do feel like there are more constants mm-hmm. but you're going to be able to say I know that these things aren't this isn't where my security or my safety right. is it's in God. Yeah. Right. And so I think like that's important like god is maybe he teaches us those things in the storm or in mm-hmm. these other experiences so that maybe when we're in those moments i'm not trusting you know my other securities god right. is my security yeah amen and i think to pastor matt one of the things that you also mentioned in your message on sunday was the idea of like we the church are not always the best at having conversations about the storms that we have experienced and or endured and just the power to be able to be in community, to share those things. One of the things you said was, hey, you know what? You could be the evangelist to speak into somebody else's life about a divorce, about a financial crisis, about you know a, a health scare. And that is so, so important. I, you know, I, I know I keep, keep bringing it back to this, but when, when Pastor Todd got up on Sunday uh, years ago and shared uh, about his wife's diagnosis like that was mm-hmm. that was super brave but then yeah. but then um, we actually had Steph come in and share to the youth group mm-hmm. about the importance of being anchored in the word bro when I tell you that was a powerful like mm-hmm. teenagers were like 
Like, well, and she was, I mean, and the thing that was, I don't know, I was getting goosebumps. Like, I was getting goosebumps with you saying (laughs) that right now. I was getting goosebumps because, (laughs) like, like, two things. Like, one, I was actually off that day. I wasn't supposed to be in youth group. I was supposed to be, that was supposed to be a Wednesday off. I was supposed to have the week off, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go because I want to hear Steph. So I came and I snuck in the back and, bro, she was bringing, she, her PowerPoint was all scriptures it was like you know sometimes when if we do a powerpoint we're like oh here's a funny meme or a picture her powerpoint was all scripture yeah. the word the word the word like it was just straight up the word yeah. and then she was like like i'm i'm kind of telling on myself but sometimes i look at my notes i'm like this is what the scripture says or i'm looking at the screen and i'm yeah, like this yeah. is what the scripture says bro she was looking square into the eyes of these kids <laughs> didn't even look at the powerpoint she was like this is what it says psalm 46 yes. I, was, I was like wow like, okay. I was like a straight fire heat i mean like but the kids each one of those kids walked away from that service saying like dude i want i want to know the word like that yeah because there was there was a stability mm-hmm. there was an anchor there was a foundation that was there and she just kind of just emanated that now whether or not you know like she was going home and like weeping her eyes out we don't know but that example and just that testimony allowed for so many of our kids i think to allowed for so many of our kids to walk away, walk away saying you know what i can go through these storms in my own life and if i have the word if i have the presence of god i'm going to be okay i thought that was just crazy powerful yeah when you look at her bible man she has post-it notes and lists and stuff of just verses she writes and some of them she rewrites because that paper gets a little worn out or stuff and that's actually something she learned a little bit from pastor jeff's wife heather Mm. you know and and when steph was going through some of that her and heather talk a lot and and um and heather's like you know what you got to write these things down you got to have it with you because when those moments come you got to have something to rely on yeah Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean she's she puts us to shame with those things (laughs) killer bro a killer with the word i'm like yo go ahead girl slang that you gotta keep that thing on you you know what i'm saying you know you gotta keep the keep the word of god on your hip just in case things get crazy you know what i mean um anyway sorry yeah i got a little got a little excited but i i I do love that stuff i feel like there's there is i mean scripture tells us there's power of life of life and death within the tongue and if on my tongue can remain the words of God that give yeah. life to others and even to myself, man. Yeah. I am never ill-equipped. Come yeah. on, somebody, that's a word. Yeah. That's, I am that's, never yeah. ill-equipped if I got that stuff on me. And no matter the circumstance, no matter what comes yeah. my way, man, I I have an anchor. That's that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So that's kind of actually a great segue into the next yeah, question. What? Like, what are yeah. some anchor verses you guys have in your life? What are some anchor verses? that you're like, yo, this is my go-to right here. I'm I'm ready. Anytime I'm in this situation, I'm going to pull this scripture out. I know it's going to like encourage my heart, encourage my soul, and maybe even in some situations I've used these verses to encourage others. I I say for me, um Isaiah 26:3 is is a uh, it's kind of my goal in life. Okay. Um uh, it says, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because mm. he trusts in you. Mm. So that's that's my ultimate goal. I uh, want to ha- be completely steadfast in the sure. Lord. Have and that peace. I, I'm sure. I'm, and I'm sure right now, like you're, what you're talking about in terms of, um, in a, I guess, in a state of constant transition, yeah. like that's a, that's your go-to verse for like, yeah. that you're <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's like, how many times have I said this verse today? Not enough. All right, here we go. <laughs> and yes. bring it, bring it back up. Yeah. Anybody else? 
Yeah, I got it. Psalms 139. Um, and my memory is horrible, so I'm going to read it because I always mess it up. But it talks <laughs> about, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Mm. And my soul knows it very well. Mm. And a lot of times, like one of the struggles that I tend to have is like self-image. I struggle with a lot, like because I am not sometimes what you would think typically of as pastors who are these great outgoing guys. I tend to be a little more uh, internal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I use humor to deflect those things. (laughs) So um so one of the things that I have to, to keep thinking about is, you know what, God, when he created me, um, in my uniqueness, uh, it's a fearful and wonderful work of God. And, and, and I think sometimes my thing in that is not that I'm great and wonderful, but that God, the things you do is great and wonderful. So therefore, you know, how dare I say you didn't make me right. Mm. You know what I mean? Or I wish I was somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's one of the things I really try to ground myself in is like, God made me the way I am to be a part of the body because I'm contributing something. And right Mm -hmm. now I don't know what I'm contributing (laughs) 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 because I feel like I'm not doing well or whatever, (laughs) but how dare I say that God, your works are not wonderful. You know? So that's kind of a, Oh, that's good. Well, that's mine. Yeah. I want to read it. I, I think of like different translations and then I mix them up and then I can (laughs) say whatever. So, and this right here, uh, Ephesians 2.10 would be my go-to, which is kind of similar to what you were just describing. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So kind of similar to what you were saying, just like that God is he's created us. That in another translation says we're his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not an accident or mistake, and he's prepared things for us to walk in. So even when I face a storm or I'm not sure what to do about this or this is how I feel right now, God, like, it, he just sees the bigger picture and has steps that he wants me to take, something he wants me to walk in, even though I'm confused right now or I don't feel that way right now. Um, he kind of knew I was going to feel that way today. Yeah. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. like, well, t- you know, today and tomorrow, and by the way, next week, next month, I, I need you to do this. Or I made you for this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. there's like a, yeah. a comfort I have. Yeah, in that. that's good. That's good. Um, I think um, for myself, it's kind of like, I guess a life verse, but First uh, Timothy uh, chapter one verses fifteen through seventeen, um, and this is Paul. Saying, he's Paul writing, and he says, uh, "This saying is a trustworthy uh, saying, deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst." <laughs> he says, uh, "But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost." Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe who to those who were to believe in him for eternal life um, to the king of the ages immortal invisible the only God be honor and glory forever and ever amen uh, I don't I, I know Paul is talking about he's like yo I'm the worst of sinners but like when I think about my life and the fact that I am a pastor of an awesome group of students at an awesome church. I 100% think to myself, I am not deserving of this. But part of the reason why I'm here is so that God can display his unlimited patience in a way that's like humbling. And yeah. I and I find that just kind of like, I, it, that helps to kind of keep me grounded to say, oh yeah, that's right. You know, that's why I'm here. Or, you know, like 
when I see other students g- going through things in life, I could say, hey, guys, you know what? Let me tell you about the patience of our God. You know, mm-hmm. I am a living example of that. So wherever you may be right now, man, don't don't get too caught up in that stuff. Just know that our God is loving and he is patient and he's working like what you said, Pastor Matt. He's working all things together uh, for the good of those who love him and are, and are called according to his purpose. So. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. So good. Well, yeah, this has been great. Well, yeah, man, so, this is fire, bro. Yo, I've been loving this. <laughs> yo, this has been dope, man. This is dope. It's great having Tara with us this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara. Ah. Welcome. It's <laughs> <you know>. overwhelming. <laughs> you have a lot of stuff, great stuff to say. Nah, man, dude, listen, I think it's just, uh, I think ultimately, too, like part of this, I think this podcast has been great because we've just been having conversation. Yeah. And I think that yeah. um, one of the things that I've tried to do within the youth ministry recently is just at the end of our talks, just say, hey, does anybody have any questions? Which is like, kind of like, I mean, you're talking about putting like a target, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kids have any questions about the stuff that we just talked about? And they can ask whatever. Um, it depends on the group. It, do, it does <laughs> depend on the group, but just the idea that people can have conversation about the things that you mm-hmm. talk about, yeah. like I think is healthy. It's and, really healthy. And I think that we, the church can do a better job of, uh, I'm, listen, I just want to go on record and say I love the church, like <laughs> the global church, because I feel like the church needs to do this. The church needs to do this. We're not great at doing these things. Uh, I love the church. I love the bride of Christ. I just, I just think that there are some things we can elevate a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. A little bit no, we want the best. Yeah. So. All right. It's been. F- One minute. Star Wars is coming out this Friday. I'm so <laughs> hyped. I have to do it. I have to do it. Oh, That's all right. Sorry. Saturday morning. I'm going Saturday morning. Wow. All right. All right. Nice. So, yeah, Friday night, I'm going 630. Pastor Todd and I both have a theory that we can't talk about right now. Sorry, guys. Pastor Jamal's here. And he refuses right. to watch any trailers. Dude, I just want to keep, I want to get the best bang I'm for my buck. That. I don't like trailers. You know trailers. what I mean? Like, just I just I just wanted my theories on record, though. <laughs> So right, I'm gonna if plug I'm, my ears. So I'm, if I'm, I'm right, I'm plugging my ears. I just want people to be like, I, I, I plug in my ears. That's a great point. I have to say it. Share your theory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, share your theory. My ears are plugged. Ray is a Palpatine. Oh, okay, okay. I'm. Okay, I, I, I hope certain things about Ray. Here's my theory. My theory is. Okay, hold on. Sorry. That the Emperor. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Is alive because he hit a kill count with all of the Death Stars. That's what I think. And it wraps all of the trilogies together. So he's 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 broken up a piece of the force. Can I can I unplug yeah. my ears? Right, now? You're good. You can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So yeah. that's on record now. Okay. So all right. When good. it happens, boom. All right. All right. We'll see what happens. We're, we're gonna talk more as soon as we turn the microphones <laughs> off. <laughs> as soon as this mic goes off. Because one minute is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.